It's time to experience Thrill of the Hunt, a collector's podcast. Hey, kid, you want a toy? What do the man know about toys? Action figures each sold separately. Batteries not included. With Kung Fu Grip, the hands that grip. I have three of each, one to display, one to open, and one just in case. Why do you keep all your toys in boxes? How do you play with them? I don't. <laughs> I collect them. You're not a collector's item. You're a child's plaything. You are a toy! Action figures and playsets for ages six and up. Way up! Well, welcome everybody to our 2021 Year in Review show. I know it's been a little while, but we're back to review what ended up being kind of a crazy year, Brian. Yeah, yeah, we went, um, we thought it would not be as many figures as we thought. And then we kept getting these kind of ebbs and flows throughout the year, right? We would get everything all at once in one quarter, then we would have a, a spell of emptiness for like a couple of months and then it would hit hard again. So it, it's been a back and forth of probably three or four different kind of major hits throughout the year of figure releases. Yeah, that sounds about right. It was like literally feast or famine this year. Absolutely. And uh, I, I think we all came away with some really cool items, even in a time where it's really hard to get stuff right and inflation and all that fun stuff we're dealing with, but we still got to enjoy some toys. Um, I know from my end, as we've teased over the last couple episodes, I've moved a little bit more towards a larger scale. Um, now most of the stuff I'm going to talk about today is 12 scale, but there'll be a couple things I'll mention today that are part of my new collecting, which has shifted into the six scale variety, but that's really been kind of the focus of my change during the year of 2021. I slowly kind of shifted away from those 12 scale figures because I feel like I've kind of hit my quota on what I need. I've decided how I want to display. I've decided what I want to show. And now I'm just picking and choosing little things here and there I need. As fact, we were just talking before we recorded. Um, uh, we remember last episode, we were doing this whole hashtag, you know, where's my Wong figure? And what did you find just a moment ago, Chris, at Target? So uh, my wife and I ran out to Target before recording the show. And wouldn't you know it, I ended up finding Wong from the Doctor Strange Marvel Legends wave, and it was the only Doctor Strange Legends on the shelf. So I picked it up because I had it pre-ordered, but I'm surprised we're seeing this already. And this speaks to what we've been saying, like dates for anything. They're just so arbitrary at this. Oh, point. yeah, most Stuff definitely. Yeah, yeah, stuff's coming in here and there. Stuff's I just got notifications from Pulse that stuff that's supposed to be a couple months out is coming in now, and then stuff that should have been here in 2021 is getting pushed, you know, well into this year. So it's crazy. But you know, you talk about your focus shifting, and my focus has shifted as well. So I'm focusing now, I, I'm kind of focusing on 112 scale. So I'm stepping into where you were. And I'm kind of leaving the 118th scale behind, not totally, but for the most part. Yeah, I mean, I think this time of reflection, not only personally and professionally, but also in our collecting, has really shifted the way that we're thinking about how we want to display things, how we want to show things. And we're learning what we really like, I think, because we're being forced into that reflection. 
Absolutely. I, I know for me, I've been on this journey to redo my room and it's still a work in progress, but I, I, I actually mapped out how I want to display things and what I want to display and how much space I want to give to properties. Um, but you talk about the year and it's an inflation and all those things, but we got an incredible amount of stuff, even in the throes of a second pandemic year, there was just a ton of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, actually, why don't you tell us what you've, other than Wong, uh, what you've gotten most recently that's really stood out to you? Uh, so I got my metallic Power Rangers. So they did the pink one last year as an exclusive, but they did the other four this year and they were supposed to come summer, but I literally got them uh, beginning of December. Uh, I was able to finish off my in space team for Power Rangers because I just got in space pink. And then I got uh, Blaster for Transformers, which is pretty cool. That's a character I always loved as a kid. I got the bat and the alley viper for G.I. Joe. And I got those. I got the bat January 2nd. So for this purpose, when we go through this list, for me, I have to have received it in 2021 for it to okay. make the list. Okay. Yeah. So those will be eligible for next year. And I know that some of them squeaked out. Some people got them in 2021, but it was a 2022 release and I got them in 2022. So just sure. wanted to mention that. I got some of the Boba Fett uh, Black Series Wave. I got three of those from Pulse that I was that I didn't find in stores. Um, and then the big one is Action Force from Valiverse. And you got and, in on the ground floor, sir. Now that and now everybody's clamoring for it. Let me tell you. So comparisons to Mythic Legions are being made, and that's mm. yeah. And and I I hope it's not to that level because I've heard horror stories of people trying to get in on oh, yeah. mythic legions, but I was part of, I, I missed the Kickstarter. I was part of the crowd ox, which was just after the Kickstarter. And if I hadn't seen the Sergeant slaughter advertised everywhere, I might not have known, but yeah, the, the word is out now and people are jumping on this train like crazy. So to give you an idea, Valiverse had some extras. They put them up on the website they are completely sold out of all of the main characters. Wow. That's just amazing. Yeah, it's it's been impressive to see the growth. And I think you're going to talk a good amount about Valiverse today throughout our, uh, our awards and our top 10 conversation. I, I definitely am. And <laughs> while we're talking about it, Big Bad Toy Store and Dorkside also sold out of, because they both bought in, um, they sold out of whatever they bought for the main characters. You can get some of the generic troop builders, but that's about it. And, and it's crazy. And wave two is up on the Valiverse site. Now, big bad toy store and dork side. And then wave three, um, they did a live stream on Wednesday and showed off the resins for wave three, which is an all female wave. Very cool. So don't miss out everybody. Uh, make sure you're paying attention to those upcoming releases and opportunities to pre-order those. So, so Brian, what have yeah. you gotten lately? Well, psh, let me tell you lately, um, it finally came in the mail today and my wife and I were literally just sitting here uh, in awe of it, uh, playing around with it. And uh, yeah, my wife and I were playing with a toy, not adult nature. 
All right, we we were playing with Hot Toys Venom. Um, and my gosh, what a massive figure. It's just ginormous. <laughs> and the feel of it, the texture, the, it's slimy in a way, but not. Uh, and w- one of the coolest things I love about it is the magnetic heads. The heads are attached by magnets. They're starting to do this more with figures. That's pretty cool. Makes it easy to swap them out. And less chance for you to break those neck pegs and a less chance for scraping and paint, um, losing paint application. So um, props to Hot Toys for that. And uh, what an amazing figure. And you can still grab that first release Venom. It actually just popped up back in stock all of a sudden in the last few days on Sideshow, just the the uh, exclusive version, but it's the same price as the regular version, so it doesn't really matter, but um, it's still available and in stock as we speak, um, but also you can pre-order um, the upcoming sort of re-release, but a couple different accessory changes with it and new base for uh, Let There Be Carnage version of Venom coming out in a couple of years from now, along with the Carnage. Go ahead and pre-order, people. We'll wait. <laughs> you know, just, just drop your NRD and Worry about paying the rest of it off over the next two years. You got time. That's the good thing. Because <laughs> if you're dropping that all at once, it's a lot of money. Let's not be, let's let's not uh, push that aside. It is a good amount of money, but when it's spent over time and you get to enjoy the piece when it comes, it's it's worth it. Definitely. So we also got some GI Joe news today with the first first the first fan first friday of the year that's a mouthful yeah it's a triple f day yes. um here um and uh yeah we got some gi joe news uh you talked about balaverse was just a few days ago with the stream but what did they what did they give us on the gi joe news today well they let off with uh kind of a statement that emily actually read which i found interesting because she does work in marketing but they read a pr statement and it basically said because of the pandemic and ongoing things, they're going to do things a little differently, at least as it pertains to the GI Joe line. So today we only got digital renders and no pre-orders. So they said that when they have packaging and actual figures to show us, that's when the pre-orders will go up. But because there's so much in the pipeline and I'm going to, I'm going to add here last year, I said, for me, it was the year of power Rangers because there was so much Power Ranger stuff coming out. I'm going to dub 2022 for me, the year of GI Joe, because of everything that's probably coming out. This is the 40th anniversary of a, a, a real American hero. And so today they showed us, I think, three new classified figures. They showed us some of their upcoming retro wave, which they didn't reveal what that is, but we're all thinking it's going to be a retro card, much like they've done with Marvel Legends, Black Series, and then a couple O-Ring characters. But uh, a couple that stood out to me today was the the Stalker figure and then the Gung-Ho in the classic colors. So they revealed uh, those and then Zomot and Tamat, Tomax and Zamot. I always confuse those two. The two Crimson Twins. And then some some of the retro ones, which they're not straight repacks. There's paint differences. 
I'm not sure that I'm going to be going in on all of these. I'll definitely be getting the gung ho in the classic colors, but uh, Destro, Lady J, and Baroness, and then a Viper three pack. Very cool. Um, so a lot on the lineup. Um, did they give any idea of when they may start uh, announcing pre-order dates for that yet or any kind of clue to that? They did not. All they said was that they're going to have another uh, live stream towards the end of February. And I'm assuming that's wow, going that to be yeah. the, the toy fair timeline. As you probably know, if you're in the toy world with us you probably know toy fair was canceled for the second straight year and and rightfully so uh of safety concerns with the the new variant um so i'm assuming we're going to get a format similar to last year here at the end of middle to end of february it's going to be a lot of toy news coming our way makes sense and i do want to mention and this is for my wife who will listen to this hopefully um, not only is it the 40th anniversary of the great American hero, but it's also the 40th anniversary of Care Bears. So I just wanted to make sure that that got referenced on the show this week. A real American hero. Excuse me. Real American <laughs> hero. How Sorry. dare I? Great American hero. Wasn't that the, there, there was a show named that, wasn't that? Yeah, there was. Yeah. 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 I remember watching that too, but anyway, they're there not was only co- real, but they're great. Exactly. <laughs> there was a c- couple O-ring figures, uh, two packs that they announced Duke and Cobra commander and uh, a Cobra trooper and a Cobra officer. I'm I'll, I'll wait and see kind of what they look like. That's a pulse exclusive. Luckily I don't have to make a decision today, but uh, I got talking about stuff that's shipping early. I got my notice that my O-ring snake eyes and storm shadow are going to be shipping here in the next few days. So I'll get those in hand and see if I want to continue because that is that smaller scale that I'm trying to get out of. But GI Joe, GI Joe is one of those that if they're going to do some vehicles down the line, and especially with that sky striker coming, I might want a couple, but I'm mostly into classifieds at this point. Makes sense. So I know we wanted to touch upon one thing before we start jumping into this year's awards. We wanted to just talk about quickly here um, who we thought as a company or a line or even a license needs the most improvement over the next year, could use some improvement over last year's performance and last year's releases. So, Chris, is there anyone in particular you would like to mention right now that you think has that room for improvement over this coming this year in 2022? Yes, and I, I'm thinking we're probably going to be on the same page here. Um, we'll see when, when you give your answer, but I am going to say, and it's not going to necessarily be a company. For me, it's going to be a line or license, and that is Star Wars. I feel, yep, totally yeah, agree. <laughs> I, I feel like we, you know, it's funny because I saw on different pages today, people were complaining about the classifieds repaints and repacks for the retro and stuff. And I just thought to myself, you know, and sometimes they do with power Rangers, although there it makes a lot more sense, but I just thought to myself, you guys haven't been collecting star Wars then because we are deep into the repaint and repacks. And 
I just think they did a good job with TVC, but I think the black series needs a little yes. attention. The last year, I didn't get very much black series at all. And there was so many repaints, carbonized collection, credit collection, the Christmas, you know, ones that were repainted in Christmas colors. And if that's your jam, go get them. You know, I'm not trying to discourage anybody from collecting what they like. I'm just saying that I would like to see us get some more original characters. Absolutely. I mean, there's no lack of options to choose from. God knows that. I mean, when you look at how many characters have been developed through all of the film properties, TV properties, comic properties, I mean, there's many, 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 many to choose from. But instead, we keep getting a different colored Mandalorian and a different colored Grogu over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And, you know, it makes me wonder because they're focusing mostly, I've said it, they're focusing mostly on the new properties. And that makes sense because that's what's relevant and that's what's in the public eye. But, you know, we're getting an OT character here or there. You know, nothing really for prequels, nothing for sequels. Not that I'm looking for anything from sequels, but I'm sure there are people there are people that are looking for that. And there was a time when they focused on the whole saga rather than yeah. one part. And now it's all Mandalorian all the time. And I think we're going to move into a all Book of Boba Fett all the time pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, but enough for the doom and gloom. Um, and what we don't mean by doom and gloom here, we just mean, hey, step it up, Hasbro. You can do it. We know you can. We know it's in you. I mean, you know look Star at, Wars can be so much more than it is right now. We've seen it in the Star Wars line. And look at look at G.I. Joe team. They struggled that first year. They took the criticism. They uh, turned it around. They're giving us characters. They're leaning into the classic renditions of those characters which is what most people wanted i understand there was an audience that liked that newer updated sci-fi vibe like updating it not giving us the same thing but most of us myself included we wanted stuff like close to the classics you know like when they took star wars and blew blew it up to the you know to the six inch scale we wanted to do that with the joes and they listened you know other teams have listened and we've seen what star wars can do so Retire those Darth Maul legs. Give us a new R2 mold. And <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I say this and I say it from a place of love because that is, or at least was my bread and butter line. Me too. Um, we'll see. But I'm I'm finding less and less there that I feel like I need to own. And, and part of that is from collecting for so long. So true. Maybe we're maybe we're a little spoiled. Yeah, that's true also. But. Let's get to the awards. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So um, we're not going to go over all the categories with you. If you want another categories, like we mentioned in last episode, go back and listen to 2020's awards and you can get a full explanation on each award. We're going to spend more time talking about why we chose our figures. Um, but our, we have 16 categories. This is our first category for best articulation in a figure. Chris, what was your choice? So my choice was the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Pudgy Pig from the Lightning Collection. And you're probably asking, well, it has a lot of the standard articulation. It does. However, that figure is very top heavy. And amazingly, it stands with no problem. The mouth moves. You can put 
part of a figure in there like you could from the series. I was just impressed. I wasn't expecting much from that figure when I got it. And to see all the poses you can get him into and the way that he can move for being a bigger, chunky figure, I was really impressed. Absolutely. I think that's a good choice. For me, um, it's a company starting to get into other properties outside of robots and other kinds of anime characters. It's a company in Sentinel. And Sentinel created an Into the Spider-Verse Miles Morales. Uh, Most of you in the States would have gotten that via GameStop through their exclusive uh, seller opportunity with that figure. Um, Otherwise, you would have gotten it as an import figure um, from Asia. And what a phenomenal figure. And a lot of people consider this like one of their top 10 figures of the year. Um, And it's just the amount of articulation on it. On already you need amazing articulation on Spider-Man figure, but this one, my gosh, the amount of poses and photography you can do with it, it was just a phenomenal figure. And I, I can't wait to see what Sentinel continues to do. Um, they they have their Peter B. Parker coming up very soon, and they're going to be doing some other figures, but you can tell they're starting to dive more into um, more known properties and starting to sell more here in the States. Yeah, I, I've seen some of the reviews on that. I think that's really going to put Sentinel on the map. Um, I know that they've been around doing other things, but I think that's going to put them on the map. Absolutely. So our next category is a best face sculpt. Chris, what was your choice? So again, some people might scratch their heads at this, but Mine is the Princess Leia Organa from Yavin 4. So you heard me earlier in the show mention how some of this wave I found in 2022, or I got in 2022. Well, some of these figures I found in late 2021, and Princess Leia was one of them. And she made the list because finally, finally, we have a accurate Princess Leia in original garb, like face sculpt. It looks like Carrie Fisher. and I mean, you go back to the Power of the Force two days with that Leia figure there. It's kind of been a running joke of not being able to get her face right. And so when I got this figure, and it happened to be I had my buddy Daryl was in town, and I picked it up before we picked him up at the airport. And I showed him, and he's like, wow. You know, so to get a figure that finally has Princess Leia's face right, that that, that took it for me. So there, there might be figures that are better but to actually have an accurate representation of carrie fisher on my shelf now yeah that impressed me yeah yeah and how I'm about sure. you brian <laughs> For, and i want to make one comment about the princess Leia again oh yeah figure. go ahead yeah um i'd love you to look at my sh figure arts princess leia because i think it might give your hasbro a run for its money Probably, but I don't, own, I don't own it. So if I don't own it, I can't put it on the list. I know. I'm just kidding with you. Um, but as you know, I have my obsession with figure arts. Um, but uh, when it comes to my favorite face sculpt, um, it would be, and Chris probably not surprised by this at all, because I told him like the day I got the figure, I couldn't stop like beaming about it was the ultimate doc brown doc emmett brown from back to the future the uh first release the first film um version i mean that face sculpt is just phenomenal both head sculpts that are in it yeah i you talked 
about that figure quite a bit. And I have to say, you are spot on. That is a great face sculpt. Yes, sir. So, what, I love my Back to the Future, as you know. Yes. So category number three is best use of paint application throughout the figure. So, Brian, what did you have for this one? Well, I don't collect a lot of McFarlane, but this figure I held quite often and looked at a lot, and it still stands out in my mind, is the Violator. Um, which I think came in at around a $39.99 or $49.99 price point, depending on where you bought it. Um, but the amount of detail on a large figure of the Violator and the amount of, of different shading and texturing throughout the figure, it, it's just amazing looking. And for that price point, it, it just blows my mind. Nice. And for me, I had the Wasp Raider. I know that sounds funny when you say it. It's Wasp Raider, not a Wasp Raider. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds funny, but that's from the that's from the Valiverse Action Force line, and that was actually the Botcon exclusive figure, which is basically just a Swarmtrooper repainted, but it's repainted so awesome. It's green and yellow, and he's got iridescent green wings and the eye holes are, you know, like uh, translucent plastic. It's just phenomenal. Like I didn't, when I ordered it, I was kind of, kind of like, well, I don't know, you know, how this is going to look. Oh, it's fantastic. Just the, the way the colors pop. It's fan. I, I can't say enough about it. Awesome. So next category, we have best individual figure from an established line and property. Yep. And this is always a tough category, you know, because you have to really think about everything that came out um, during the year when you're trying to decide on an individual figure based on all kinds of different criteria that can go into your mind. Um, and we're talking about from an established line. So it's something that's been around a while. And for me, um, surprisingly, because I this is probably one of maybe two Black Series figures I bought the whole year, but I really think Hasbro for once really hit it out of the park with this Black Series figure. Um, honestly, it's one of the best, most definitive versions in 12 scale I've seen of Boba Fett was the Return of the Jedi Deluxe Boba Fett that came out this year. Just, just so well done from top to finish the the paint choices the articulation choices um the accessories everything was well done on that figure i have to agree that figure was really well done and i thought about putting it on this list but since it has representation when i saw you had it represented i decided i would go something else to try and keep it um you know keep keep things a little bit different yeah. but you know, what's funny is you and I flip-flopped here, right? You got the Star Wars figure and I'm going Marvel Legends here. <laughs> and I bought that one too. So I back that. I back yep. that choice. <laughs> uh, and this is the Marvel Legends Scarlet Witch from WandaVision. Yep. Just overall great figure. Um, you know, usually with the female figures, you have a little trouble standing them because they're a mm -hmm. little thinner. I didn't have any problems getting her to stand. She has great accessories. 
the face sculpt is there. You know, I didn't buy a lot of Marvel Legends this year. I'm, I'm kind of like, that's me with Star, Star, you know, that's your Star Wars. It was me with Marvel Legends this year. I only bought a few Marvel Legends and that was one of them. And it just really impressed me just the way that they were able to get that figure the way, the way it is. And, you know, even though it's not movie accurate to end game, she's going to go in my end game display. Yeah, I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> I mean, because every other version that's come out for her has not been of great quality. And whether that be um, a choice by the company to cheapen some things or whether the technology just wasn't there yet when that figure came out. Um, I think this was the best version we've gotten of this character, regardless of the version that we got in, in WandaVision. But yeah, it's most definitely going to be taking the place on my end game uh, display, which I just added two more figures, Chris. I got uh, from my uh, friend who, and I want to give him a shout out uh, from Salesaurus, and he also runs his own podcast. Um um, and uh, from New Orleans, who uh, a good friend of mine, Jonathan, and I was able to get both Mbaku and Okoi uh, to add to my uh, endgame line. So now all I need to hunt down now is Mantis and Wong, and I should be in good shape. Nice. Yeah, I need those two as well. I need Mantis as well. I have Wong. <laughs> you do yes you do so and again it's not the right it's not the right one but <laughs> right. it's going in there until they give us the right one for endgame that exactly. one is going in there exactly so i'm going to cover our next two here um number five is going to be our best individual figure from a new property in 2021 so this would be a property that just started out this year or line uh, basically a new license or line um, that's starting out uh, this past year in 2021. For me, um, I would say it had to be Disney's Gargoyles Goliath figure by NECA. That is just an amazing figure with the wingspan, the colors just pop. Um, even the articulation is pretty good. Yeah, it does have some issues with standing, like we talk about with heavy figures. But for the most part, if you work work with the figure a bit, it, it works really, really well. But Chris, what did you choose? So I went with Condor from the Valiverse Action Force line. And this figure blew me away. So after I got introduced to... Uh, action force i did not go all in right away initially i purchased i i backed sergeant slaughter and then i backed condor that same day because i was like oh he looks cool you know he's an sas uh uh soldier you know he's got the british flag he's got the action force symbol on the other side he's got the sas on his sleeve the the tampos um it's just an amazing figure. And then, of course, I just slowly went back and ended up backing the whole line the more I looked at it. But Condor, you know, Sergeant Slaughter was the gateway to get me in. But Condor, like, drew me in to this line. And to get him in hand and the articulation and the weapons he has, I really like his rifle. Uh, fantastic figure. My, my, I love this figure. Awesome. 
I think Valiverse is going to be a staple in the Chris household moving forward. Yeah. And let me just say this, and I think it's important to point out competition is a good thing. Now these Bobby made these to scale right with your GI Joe. He knew what he was doing when he started this line with classifieds. He's made accessories. He's made uh, little holes in the, in the barrels of the guns for muzzle flash accessories, which he's done. And then Hasbro has started to implement some of these changes. Hasbro and their classified line is going more real world with their weapons going away from those sci-fi or nerf weapons. They've put holes in that fit the same uh, muzzle flash, even though Hasbro has not done a muzzle flash to this point. And then even today they're putting a scarf on stalker, which is something that Bobby's done in wave two. So I think that these two are going to drive each other to do better. And I think when you have competition in a healthy market, it only drives each other to be better. And we win as the consumers. I think that's a great point. Now for our next category, it would be a best vehicle or playset that came out this past year. Uh, for me, it was, and I think this is kind of a theme for a lot of folks this past year. There were a lot of re-releases of retro items that had come out 30 to 35 years previous, um, playing on the childhood loves of a lot of us who are now um, heading into our middle age. And one of those things for me in particular stood out for me was something I had been hoping and dreaming for. And Chris can back me up on this for a long time is the Ecto one um, from Ghostbusters. And uh, what a great release. Uh, I just love the old Kenner style packaging on it. Just fantastic. Loved it. You know, it's funny because you're absolutely right. Cause mine, I cheated here too. I did a vehicle and a play set and they kind of go ah. together. But again, in that same vein, you know, 35 to maybe even close to 40 years ago for, for this one, but that's castle Grayskull from the masters of the universe origins line and the wind Raider, which is also from masters of the universe, the origins line. And the reason I went with both is because, so you have castle Grayskull, which I was really hoping we would get in this line. And we did, and I love it. But you have the Wind Raider, which is an iconic vehicle, but they made it so that there's a port. You can snap it so onto the castle, so it looks like it's flying over the castle. How cool is that? That's pretty awesome. Now, now just, just give me my uh, Technodrome. Bring back the Technodrome that I never got to have as a kid. I want to re-release the Technodrome. I don't care if these resellers get angry. I want another Technodrome. But I'll get off my uh, my perch for a moment and hand it over to you for the next two categories. Yeah, I don't get the whole resellers get angry when stuff gets re-released or whatever. It, it's still, the vintage still holds some value. So, but I'm with you there because I, even though I had it as a kid, I'm really hoping we get an origin Snake Mountain before the origin line uh, goes away. Hmm. Not that it's going away. I'm just saying, I hope we get it before, before the line ends. But moving on, Best convention exclusive. So obviously you guys know convention exclusives a little bit harder this year because I still don't think there was many cons going on. I think a lot of stuff was still virtual. Yep, pretty much. So for uh, for me, it was the 
Marvel Legends Venom uh, based the cell shading look based off of the 90s Spider-Man animated series that was a PulseCon exclusive uh, during Hasbro's PulseCon. Uh, I love that figure. It is so cool looking. I love the way the shading was done based off of the look from the TV series. Because if anyone knows me, I love the 90s animated Spider-Man series as well as the X-Men series. Because you know I also pre-ordered that Wolverine. Um, <laughs> still waiting for that to release, I think, in uh, March to May sometime frame in there. But that was my choice. Both of those are iconic series from the 90s. And I remember when PulseCon was going on and pre-orders, you and I are texting back and forth because I cheated here too. I did too, but one of them is a PulseCon exclusive and it's my only uh, three and three quarter inch figure on here. And that's the TVC Emperor's Throne Room. And so that's on here. The figure's great. It finally comes with the proper throne chair, but the box, the way they incorporated the packaging so you can open it up and display it is really cool yeah um, they did great on that one i agree yeah. on that one and then my second one because i just couldn't i couldn't not put this one on the list too was the secrets of grayskull from PowerCon. now PowerCon did happen in person and there is a lot of controversy surrounding PowerCon exclusives i actually got mine from big bad toy store but it's awesome and the way that they've done it again these items attached to castle gray skull and you can put them in castle gray skull um but they made the packaging so that you can take the stuff out and display it but put it back in the packaging without completely destroying this beautiful packaging that they did for this item so moving on we're still going to stay with exclusives but we're number eight is our best store exclusive yes sir and for me, it's just probably a bit of a cop-out answer because every Toon figure that comes from NECA's TMNT line is exclusive to Target. But <laughs> this one was my favorite uh, figure set. And the only reason I have it is because of Mr. Chris here, uh, is the Turtles in Disguise four-pack, being able to interchange the heads out, the, the different accessories and uh, in-disguise costumes, from the pants to the jacket to the hat to the weird-looking human faces, ah, uh, it's such a great set. It's what it's what everybody wanted in the first place uh, when they announced a, a TMNT tune line. So once again, a thank you to the assist to Chris for helping me attain such a great set. You are very welcome, my friend. As soon as I saw that, I grabbed it. I was like, I didn't even hesitate. And then I called you. I'm like, I didn't leave it <laughs> yeah. there. No, I grabbed it and called you. And I remember when I got to drop it off and the, the joy on your face getting that set. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's such a great set. So, so what was yours? What was your best store exclusive this year? I went back and forth. I changed my answer on this a couple times. Uh, oddly enough, I ended up going with a Target exclusive as well. Um, and I almost didn't put this one on there just because it was kind of so hard to get, but <laughs> I do feel it was the best. It was the best exclusive for me uh, store exclusive. And that's the Cobra Viper from Cobra Island. So, you know, we talk about it on the show and I wouldn't have my Cobra Viper if it wasn't for a local collector friend here. Shout out to Carlos who uh, we help each other out when we see things. And he actually picked one up for me when they got awesome. them at our store. I was able to eventually get a second one, 
Um, and as they became a little bit more available and Hasbro put them out there a little bit more, but when these were super scarce, it was, it was because of another collector. I got these. So that's kind of great that both of us chose an exclusive from target, but also had help from, from other collectors to absolutely acquire these exclusives. Absolutely. So the, the next two, let's start with the first one here is our best figure line or license from a major company or property. So we're talking about an established major company. We're talking like the Hasbro's, the Mattel's of the world here. Um, ones that have been around for many, many, many years and have been um, stalwarts in the toy community. Um, for me, it had to be, and this is no surprise to many who listen to our show, the Marvel Legends uh, for this year have just been amazing. The team um, of Dwight and Ryan, and, and um, I can't think of all three of their names off the top of my head right now. Um, have Dan. Just, and Dan, Dan thank you. Uh, thank you so much. And Dan have just been phenomenal. I, I, th- the work they've done, not only through their fan first Fridays and uh, their different streaming events, but also through the actual physical releases of figures from start to finish, from marketing to release, they have just killed it this year. I, I, I can't remember um, a better year by one line uh, for a company, in my opinion. But Chris is going to tell you that there is one that's better from this company. Well, I will agree with you, the, the Marvel Legends guys kill it. So even if I'm not buying a lot of Legends, I will always tune into their live streams. Not only that, those guys get right down to business. And I, I haven't seen, you can't tell me that there's a brand team that has more passion on their team than the three of them, right? True. And I'm saying that as I'm going to say that, go, go Power Rangers. That was my <laughs> uh, license or line from the year because of... This is the last year was the third year of the lightning collection and we got so much stuff, uh, things that I didn't think we'd ever see in the line. Um, we completed, you know, we're on the verge of completing our third. Well, it was supposed to come out last year. So we're on the verge of completing our third team ranger team. Um, just, all the figures and some of the stuff got pushed back into this year with all the stuff they had. I mean, my pre-order spreadsheet, and yes, I do keep a pre-order spreadsheet. Got to track those. Says everyone should. I have mine as well. Yeah. You got to track what you're spending your money on and keep within a budget. But my Power Rangers sheet, it it dominated my pre-order spreadsheet last year. And it was just amazing to me what they put out and how much stuff that they actually were able to get us even even if we didn't get it all like we were supposed to last year just amazing there was even crossovers with turtles yes yep and that was lightning collection absolutely yeah i was a bit surprised that neither one of us went in for it but i think that's because we're you know we're we're really watching where we what we're where the dollars go yeah because we're we're into so much that you have to really be uh just watching where you're going. Otherwise you get sucked into another line. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. So the next category is best figure line or license from a independent or small company. So we're talking about our next layer of toy companies. Ones that are still a little bit more independent 
are not mainstream where you can find it in every single store, but they're starting to get there and uh, starting to make that transition there. For me, no surprise here again, is uh, the NECA TMNT tune line. Although I, I bought maybe half of the stuff that came out this year because I started to wean myself off of the tune line because we're starting to get deeper than I need to go with some of the characters. Still, an amazing line of releases this year. Such amazing characters no one ever thought would be available in toy form to buy. Um, and I, I'm excited to see where they go next year, especially when um, I feel like we're starting to get teases for some bigger crowdfunding kind of things maybe coming, like a van or a lair or something. Who knows? But um, I do love what they've been doing with the tune line. They've done such a great job. Yeah, that's awesome. And you've got me every time I go in now, I look at, at Target, I look at that section. <laughs> but for me, if you've been paying attention, uh, I, I think this will be a no, you know, you'll, you'll figure this one out. And that is Action Force from, from Valiverse. So I have been anticipating this line since I backed it. And that was last year about mid mid 2020 and they were supposed to be in our hands summer of 2021 of course shipping delays pandemic all those factors working against it i literally got these the week of christmas and i was so hoping they would come this year because i wanted to put them see what they were like and hope that some of these would be on the list and i am not disappointed these are real world military figures and even though there's a sci-fi element to the swarm, they're done so well. And the, the, the breath and the accessories and the weapons packs and just all the stuff that we got. And it's interesting because, you know, Bobby's hinted that he's open to doing other lines and licenses. And this is his own IP because he owns the trademark for Action Force now. Um, but he's open to other things. So I think that, you know, we got Wave 2 coming in March and May because it's split into two different uh, 2A and 2B wave three. I think you said looking for the fall and then there's going to be some stuff in between there. I mean, it's just all cylinders hitting. Yep. I think you're going to be a big fan of Valiverse for quite some time. They've definitely won you over and won a lot of people over with their product this year this past year and coming into this year with their new announcements with the latest stream. So let me turn it back to you for the next two categories. So in this category, we have best custom head or accessory. So for me, and here there's an overall theme reoccurring here, and I'm going to go with the weapons packs from Valiverse action force. And the reason I'm going with that is because these weapons are, he's doing them in a harder plastic. So they're not the softer plastic that Hasbro uses, which is nice because they, they'll hold up. They don't get deformed in the package and then you got to heat them up to get them back. But you can also use them with GI Joes. And I've been swapping out some of the more sci-fi weapons with my GI Joes from some of these weapons packs. And you're getting, I mean, these are real world weapons um, and they're, they're actually sculpted. Uh, you might have heard of the guy. He, um, I can't M2K Designs, I think, and he's an actual. I think he's a veteran, and he's the one sculpting some of these up for Bobby. 
and just fantastic. So it adds, you know, weapons. You can change out weapons to your characters, but you can also use them for other figures. You can use them for Marvel Legends if you need, you know, Punisher needs some more weapons. There you go. There you go. Yeah, that's the best part, being able to customize and interact with your other characters and use those things in different places and situations. Uh, for me, it had to be a set from a really well-known customizer. Um, he's actually starting to kind of have his own company name come out called Mugen Toys, if you started to see that name pop up. Um, but, but everyone mostly knows him as Takara Tony, not Tomi, but Tony. Um, and he did, he's done some amazing stuff this past year and continues to. Um, but the piece that I really dug and have now is the Doctor Strange accessory sets that can be utilized, um, especially if you have the SH Figure Arts Battle of Titans. Uh, Doctor Strange. So I'm excited to use all those accessories, like the many arms um, of. Mogimato, or, or, I mean, I am probably butchering that, um, but um, uh, but also um, the the different totem books and uh, different types of you know uh, different types of accessories. I mean, are just amazing hands. There's so much stuff in there, including LED light up effects. I mean, just so many cool things. I mean, you can spend hours doing different poses and ideas. Uh, with those accessories. Very cool. So our next category is best import figure. And so I, I know I kind of debated on this one, if these are import figures or not, but I decided that Tishami Nation's uh, Bandai Gundam Universe, they are because they're released in Japan first and they come from Japan. It's a line made by a Japanese company. Yep, it's and allowed. It just, yeah, it just so <laughs> happens that they show up in US stores, but we're we're constantly about six months behind where Japan is in getting these. So in other words, they've gotten the next wave and actually the, the wave after that, which I'm really excited about, we're finally going to complete the Gundam Wing Gundams. But uh, anyway, I chose the Gundam Universe MS-06S Char's Zaku 2 Gundam. And so I didn't have high expectations when I got this. So I got Sandrock, which is my least, kind of my least favorite Gundam from Gundam Wing. And then I got this one in because it looked cool. And then I could have my original, the original Gundam from the movie fighting the Zaku because those two are in the same Char as his arch enemy from the pilot of the actual Gundam. And I got it and I was like, this thing is cool. You know, the articulation, the eye moves on it because it's got one kind of eye instead of the Gundams where they have two. It's just really neat. The articulation's great. I thought it looked really cool. It's a red, reddish color. And I was really impressed with it. Ended up liking it more than I thought I was going to like it. Very cool. For me, it would be uh, Medicom Mafex. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Peter B. Parker. And anyone who's seen reviews or played around with this figure knows it is a knock out of the park. I mean, just a phenomenal figure from the amount of accessories, the mixture of cloth goods and plastic, um, and the articulation, the head sculpts. Uh, it's just, it's so much fun. It's just so much fun as a figure. 
And uh, yeah, MoffX, even though it takes a while for their stuff to come out, Chris and I are still awaiting, as many are, <laughs> uh, our in-game uh, Thor and uh, Captain America. But overall, their releases this year have been pretty, pretty good, including this one in particular. Such a fun figure to play with. Yeah, and then we got those uh, the Mandalorian figures earlier this year. We got the SH Figure Arts and the uh, Mofex. Yep. I think they might have been in contention, but I think we're both suffering from a little bit of Mandalorian. Burnout. Yes, <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> it's, it's been a bit much. Yeah, it's been a bit much for Mandalorian. So I figured, you know, you've heard enough about Mandalorian. We'll, we'll, we'll give you a break from that and give you learn, help you learn a little bit about the other stuff that's out there. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if if Thor Cap makes it on this list for one of us next year. Oh, I have high to. expectations I for those. Totally think they're going to be knocks out of the park. That you don't push it back this many times unless you're trying to get it perfect. Um, and these figures are super super wanted and uh there's a lot of hype so we'll we'll see how those turn out but the next two categories here uh first one is going to be a the best kickstarter or crowdfunded project from this past year so i chose one that uh the crowdfunding happened this year it won't release until next year or, or this year i should say but it was um it did make during the year of 2021 um, was the Ghostbusters uh, Egon Spengler Proton Pack um, from Hasbro Haslab. Um, and anyone who's a Ghostbusters fan knows that that is the only way you were ever going to get a screen accurate one without building it yourself and being part of the Ghostbusters cosplaying and um, uh, and uh the the ghostbusters groups that you've seen at cons that do a lot of work with charity as well um this was the only way you were going to get it as a fan to put in your collection um and they did knock it out of the park i will say it was pretty cheap making you have to go out and hunt down the wand to buy outside of it to go with it but for the most part i i I was impressed with haslab and what they did with the ghostbusters proton pack and I just want to add real quick, if you're still looking for that wand, they did put up uh, another pre-order for wands. Um, they did have to make one small change to it. I think that the something to do with, you know, because it looks like it could be a, a gun, they had to put like an orange tip on it. You can paint it silver if you don't like it, but if you still need a wand, the point is that go to Hasbro Pulse, they have them back up again. I do agree that was pretty I wish they would have included the wand. I think that would have pushed it over the top, but you know, we talk about crowdfunding, Brian, and this was the year of the crowdfunding or Kickstarter, right? I mean, five has labs, multiple Kickstarters that did really well. Oh yeah. We dedicated a whole show to it. I mean, this was, this, this was a major form of collecting this year by every company everyone put their uh you know put themselves in the ring um no pun intended for Mattel there yeah <laughs> uh, for for you know for for who was going to knock uh you know knock down the next person on how many you know backers and and how much monetary support they were going to get for a singular item 
And we kind of, I don't know if we talked about it since that show, but you know, it was kind of strange to see that all of these crowd funds, especially the ones from Hasbro and the one that didn't fund was the one that I would have put money on to fund. And it was the one I told you, I told you from the beginning, it wasn't going to make it. Oh yeah. It, it, well, I knew it wasn't going to make it when it started, you know, I had my doubts, um, you know, I kind of went back and forth on it, but I just thought it was funny. There was a time and place where you could put star Wars on anything and it would sell, but right. I digress. Uh, my best Kickstarter this year was animal warriors of the kingdom from Sphero studios. Great and choice. yeah, this was early, early um, 20 or no mid eh, actually, no, it was early 2021. Uh, we backed this, I backed this and uh, I won't. I have almost these. did. I almost did. I, I well, here's the thing. This is a double-edged sword for me, right? Because it's a brand new. I love the idea and and what he's doing with these, and I love the designs. But it's a brand new line now, and now I'm like, oh boy. So the first two waves, kind of everything got unlocked in the Kickstarter, but I'm kind of dreading a little bit when we start to get to wave three and four. Um, not because I don't, you know, think these are great, but just because I'm like, oh, this is another line. And, you know, obviously you're paying a little more for this and Valiverse products. You're getting a little bit more, you're getting extra hands and heads and stuff. And they're, they're hitting a little bit higher price point for the collector world, but Jason has knocked these out of the park. And what's exciting, these are being done in the same factory as Valiverse. So, uh, I've seen what's came out of that mm. factory. So that's got me really hyped. Now, Bobby did say he's added a second factory on his live stream on Wednesday, but the original factory that series one was done in is the same factory. These are being done in, and I can't wait to get these. They look great. The Kickstarter was immensely successful and actually plug out to Jason right now. You can still go and order these. And I believe he said that you do not have to pay for your stuff until June of this year. So if you missed out on the Kickstarter, Pretty go cool. look it up. Yeah, you can get the stuff still. Uh, I am going to pick up a couple weapons packs that I passed on and a couple of the generic troopers, but I have no idea where I'm going to put it when I get it because <laughs> I am just tapped out on space. <laughs> so, so flipping gears to uh, uh, probably category that we we created entirely for ourselves that i love this one that we do every year is our best ebay or surprise purchase so it didn't have to be a release for this year it's just something that we were just oh my gosh i can't believe i found this and i bought it this year and uh for me it had to be and i'll have to explain this for people who aren't hardcore hellboy fans because everyone knows that i am um, was the Craigaff number 10 and Von Klempt. Now, what the from Mezco, these came out back in about 2004 timeframe when uh, the comic line for Mezco's Hellboy figures were coming out. And he was a villain from the comics. And Craigaff 10 is basically a massive ape with that has had cybernetic kind of implants and things and has been made super intelligent um and von klempt is a nazi scientist that created this uh this uh monstrosity to help the you know the axis powers during world war ii 
Um, and von Klempt is in, he's a Nazi scientist, but all that's left of him is his brain. And it's in this vat of like formaldehyde kind of thing. So um, it's, <laughs> it's very Gothic and that's very Mike Mignola and very much Hellboy, but um, very cool figure to put in perspective. This figure is very hard to hunt down now. Um, typically a brand new looking one, whether it's loose or in package, is going to put you back $300 to $350. And this is a normal scaled figure, 12 scale kind of figure. Um, or a NECA, more like a 10 scale NECA kind of style figure um, scale. So, but that was my surprise find for this year. And no, I did not spend anywhere near 300 for it. You know, I think I forgot to say at the top of the show that the first half of 2021 for me was really hard to kind of remember everything I got. I think it's because we, as we talked about, you had those big deluges of stuff that would hit the ports all at once. And then you went with nothing. So it was hard for me to keep track of the first half of the year. Plus it just kind of felt like we were continuing 2020, all those factors made it really hard for me to really differentiate. And I had to go and do a lot of research for the show and look at that. I looked at my eBay history. I didn't buy that. I, much did the on same eBay. Thing. <laughs> I didn't buy that much on eBay that this year, you know, last year I was going nuts with the power Rangers. I was getting the Zord, the Megazord. Oh and yeah. Yeah. I was going over getting overseas ones and I was getting the Q Ranger stuff and I was going crazy. I, I, I didn't buy that much on eBay. I think I bought more popcorn buckets for my wife's Disney popcorn <laughs> bucket on my account than I actually bought stuff for me this year. But so mine didn't come from eBay, I guess is what I'm getting around to, but it was a surprise purchase nonetheless. And that is the HasLab GI Joe Sky Striker. Now, granted, I won't have this thing till 2023. <laughs> Welcome to Hot Toys Collecting. Right. Uh but this was a surprise purchase. One, we didn't know this was coming. We we kind of knew the other Haslabs were coming. This one came out of left field. And it was a surprise because I didn't know if I'd get it. And it, you know, PulseCon happened around my birthday. And this ended up being my birthday present. You know, it was kind of a surprise purchase. So I'm like, talk to my wife about it. She said, Yeah. So I ended up getting it. I was I actually backed it on day one, but it was a surprise purchase. It's not something I expected to ever have and now i do not feel the need to own a vintage sky striker because of and i know people love the vintage sky striker i never had it as a kid always wanted it but because of the improvements that are made this is going to be my sky striker very cool very cool and now we're getting to the end of the list here brian yeah so yeah it's we're getting to the we're getting to the big two right here so number 15 Best company, who do you got? All right. So I kind of alluded to this earlier a couple of segments ago, but um, I thought the company that really, when I look at the totality of the year and the quality of the releases of the figures and the unbelievable market value of those figures after release, um, which also tells a story of its um, credibility and need and want from others was Metacom Mofex. I think 
the figures they put out, even though we do joke and say, oh, it's never going to come out. Um, the figures they put out this year or were, this past year in 2021 were just phenomenal. Uh, just impressive, impressive, impressive. The, the figure quality that came out of this company this year. And if you've been paying attention, I think you know where I'm going. And I'm going with <laughs> Valiverse. So obviously they did the Action Force line. And, you know, I've been, everyone's been just, this line has just been building anticipation since the Crowdox, uh, the Kickstarter ended, then the Crowdox ended. And it's just been building and building. And there's been this loyal following um, of, of, of Valiverse Action Force starting. And I know there's the old Action Force. Uh, Bobby's kind of addressed that this is its own thing. He's made some homages to the previous line, but this is its own thing. Um, and the following, you know, now that it's here, it's just exploded. And one of the things I love about this company is Bobby, actually, when you're checking out on his website, you agree that you're not going to scalp these. And if it's found out that you're scalping, he will no longer sell to you. And that's it. You're done. And I like that. He wants to get these in people's hands. He's also said, you know, you do what you want with your toy, but he highly encourages his encourages that you let your toys breathe in other words open them he's got file cards on the back of his figures like the old gi joe there's action force points which are going to be used later on down the line uh it's just amazing and now uh you go on ebay and it's ridiculous what some of this stuff is going for even though you know obviously you can get it from other places and Put it up there and i'm not saying you should um because you know how we feel about that but i just can't believe this it's taken off and i am so looking forward to getting series two uh and the the value that you get for a 32 dollars figure with the different hands all the weapons the accessories you know helmets with night vision goggles that you can have on there the way that the port system works you can have the night vision goggles go like they're up or you can have them like they're on the eyes. It's just amazing. And I'm really excited to see where this line goes. And as I mentioned, I think it's spurring GI Joe to be better. I think that's a great point. And so the last category, Brian, best overall figure released in 2021. Ooh, a surprise, surprise for me. I, I decided to change things up a little bit here on you, Chris. Um, since we're talking about best overall figure and we know how much my collecting has changed, I decided to choose something that will be a bit of a surprise. And for me, and I didn't even tell you I got this, Chris. That's why I wanted it to be a real surprise. Um, the, in 2021, I was able to get a great uh, two-pack set that came out of a company called Blitzway. Um, and this is a six-scale figure. Uh, set and Blitzway. If you're familiar with them, they are a major licensed six scale company. This is not a third party or unlicensed. Um, and uh, they're probably most well known for the Ghostbuster figures and Ecto one they produced a few years back. But for me, I got the Bill and Ted. Anyone who knows me, I love Bill and Ted, and they're up there as one of my favorite characters. And I bought the Bill and Ted 2-pack from Blitzway. Comes with so many accessories. 
and the face sculpts, the amount of detail and the clothing accessories, such a great set. This was my overall favorite figure. Was it the best overall figure for everyone in 2021? No. But was it my favorite for me? Yes. It was, it just hit all the notches for me. Um, and uh, I would say a close second for me um, for 2021 would have to be, I got the most definitive version of my all-time favorite character of Hellboy and uh, it was the Hot Toys Hellboy, but I decided to go with a big of a surprise here uh, just because I was so blown away with the set and uh, just the characters mean so much to me. And that was the Bill and Ted. That's awesome. And you, we talked a little bit before we started recording the show about how you and I both over the week have gone in here and changed things and looked at histories and updated it and agonized over like what we were going to put in this list. And I, I know you changed that because you had that Hellboy on there. I did. And so you, you, you surprised me there, but I, I, I like how, yeah, I like how you also mentioned there that these are our picks. So like we have, you know, like I said, I had to have received it this year and, and those kinds of things, but these are our picks, you know, your picks may vary, you know, might my pick be the best figure that was released this year? Like if you wanted to have some standard of the way we measure right. action figures, probably not. But for me, it's the best figure. And before I get there, I wanted to say this about it. I think it's great, Brian. We do have some overlapping stuff that we do, but I think it's great that we've we collect while we have the overlap, we collect a lot of different things, which allows us to bring so much more to the table to kind of complement one another. So you're into things that I wouldn't be into, you know, with, with kind of Hellboy and Bill and Ted, and I'm into things that you might not be into like action force and military stuff. I think that that's really cool that we're able to come together and do oh, that. Oh yeah. I love it. I, I love the fact that, you know, there's going to be something that you're going to connect with that we talk about. We hope, Right. And, and uh, we just have two totally different. I mean, we, Chris, we do have some crossover, but we do have some interest in ideas that are totally different from each other. And um, we just want to share it all with you guys and, and hope that you get to join in on the fun. I've learned a lot too. So me too. <laughs> without further ado, mine is going to be the swarm trooper with the swarm gear pack. So I'm making a little caveat there because the swarm gear pack was a separate add on from Valiverse for the action force line. And when I first was placing, you know, I, I kind of told you, I slowly added on, I did Condor and then I did steel brigade and then I did Carrick and the bone collector. And I was kind of like, eh, the swarm trooper is kind of sci-fi. He looks a little, cause essentially he's like, he's a yellow and black character. Um, it looks like a B, you know, you, you're going with the swarm and swarm is an acronym. I, I can't remember what it stands for in the comics. Uh, yes, there is comics that go well with this and tell the story, but with the gear pack, he's got this jet pack with these iridescent yellow wings, a, a yellow shield. It looks like, like an energy projection. Almost. He came with a special stand, which is yellow. If you got the gear pack, extra guns. And it's just cool. He's got, like I said before on the wasp raider, wasp raider <laughs> he's got the iridescent eyes you know you can it, it's just so cool and the paint job is so good and i didn't know if i was gonna like these well let me tell you right. i went and bought it i went and bought a second one because i'm <laughs> like i don't troop build like you know some people like to troop build like crazy usually for me 
troop building is two troops and I'm, I'm good. Stormtroopers is probably the exception to that because everyone needs storm stormtroopers to build out displays. But so I went and picked the second one up. That's my definition of troop building. And so what it's going to be is I'll have the two of those um, on my shelf. And it just looks I, I didn't expect to like this figure as much as I did. And I I keep hearing that as people were kind of like this was the figure that everyone was iffy about. And everyone loves this figure. And I do, too. It's awesome. Very cool. Very cool. So that concludes our awards for the year. But to finish out this episode, we're going to go through our top 10 um, overall figures for this year. Um, and we're going to go fairly quickly through our, our first uh, our first 10 through four. And we'll spend a little bit more time on those last few um, when we get towards our top of the list. So I'll start off with my number 10. Um, which would be um, a two-pack, a Marvel Legends Iron Man Mark 85 versus Thanos two-pack. Um, was really impressed with how that came out. Such a cool figure set and obviously needed to finish any endgame set. Yep, good choice. I, that one almost made the list for me. Uh, for 10, I put the, and i just doing them all, the Power Rangers Metallics, the way that they did those, they're kind of an, iridescent plastic with the sparkles in them to give them the metallic look just fantastic very cool number nine for me not a surprise here but uh star wars black series qui-gon Jinn, which was a best buy exclusive a very 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 much needed upgrade to the face sculpt was an easy choice for me and a much needed add-in to my qui-gon collection and here I went the number nine figure for me with Scarlet Witch from WandaVision. I talked about that figure a little bit earlier. I don't think I need to say much more. I agree with that. And uh, number eight for me was a Marvel Legends figure was when I talked about earlier too, was the retro Venom, which was the PulseCon exclusive. Number eight for me was Pudgy Pig from the Power Rangers Lightning Collection. Again, didn't think I was going to enjoy this figure as much as I do. Uh, awesome addition to the collection. Number seven, Chrome Dome from the Necatune TMNT collection. Just a massive figure with crazy articulation ability and samurai swords and a gun. I mean, come on, that was cool. So number seven for me is Asajj Ventress from the Black Series. Uh, I, I surprised myself and not having much uh, Black Series on these lists. And, and like I said, I feel like when I looked at the year as a total, there wasn't a whole lot. I, I wrestled with some of the new updated, the Chirrut Imway, the Qui-Gon Jinn, the Han Solo mm -hmm. with the updated face print. But ultimately, I wanted to go, I thought that Asajj Ventress, other than Boba Fett, those were the best two figures, and Asajj Ventress made my list at number seven. For me at number six, it was the ultimate Casey Jones from NECA. Finally, we got a definitive version of Casey Jones with an unmasked head sculpt. Um, thankfully, the actor um, finally approved his face likeness, and uh, we were able to get that figure this year. Number six for me is Slug from the Transformers, and he's one of the Dinobots. He's the Triceratops. Now, 
Brian can tell you, I agonized over getting Grimlock and he was actually with me when I finally got Grimlock from uh, intergalactic plastic shout out to intergalactic plastic there uh, who, who actually had it for sale at retail. Um, But I got Grimlock and when they announced slug, I was like, I'm getting it. Uh, I hope they do the rest of the Dinobots, but uh, Triceratops were my favorite as a kid. And I just thought that was an awesome figure. Great choice. Uh, number five for me, another one hitting the heartstrings, uh, was the Hellboy 112th Collective uh, Mezco Previews Edition Anung Unrama, which uh, was based off of the 2019 film, but so many accessories, such a fun figure to pose and play with. I remember you talking about this figure quite a bit to me. Oh yeah. I couldn't wait yeah. for it to come out. I waited two years for this thing to come out. <laughs> so for me, you know, we talked about the plethora of Power Ranger stuff this year, and I wanted to put an individual Power Ranger on this list. And it was really, really hard for me to make some choices. Uh, I, I love Green Rangers in general, stemming back from the original Tommy Green Ranger. Um, I love Sixth Rangers. Uh and there was a sixth ranger in space silver that was really good, but I kept coming back to in space or I'm sorry, SPD pink and SPD pink. I just thought that the, the pink really pops the head sculpt uh, looks like, you know, the actress who played the character uh, on the civilian head. I just like how it fits in. And it just, so, so I went with SPD pink as my uh, power Rangers lightning collection pick at number five. Yeah, I remember you talking about that figure quite often when it when you got it. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. Uh, for number four, for me was no surprise here. We talked about it, and I don't need to add any more to it. Was the NECA Turtles in Disguise four pack uh, tune tune figures from uh, Target? Great set. For me here, I'm going to go with the uh, Snake Eyes and Timber G.I. Joe Classifieds uh, two-pack. And largely, this is on the list because of Timber. And I actually went out and bought one of those, uh, I think you get it from Michael's, one of those static wolves that doesn't have any articulation Mm. because we didn't have any. And this version uh, of Timber has all the articulation you could want. It has a swappable head. I know there was some problems with some of the early ones. I didn't have any problems with mine, but I liked how he came with kind of like a snarling head and then a, like a a more neutral head, all the articulation you could want. And it opened the door for us getting animal companions into the GI Joe line. The snake eyes here was his classic commando look uh, like his version one commando look. And then adding, like I said, adding the, the, Animals into the line has opened the door. Now we're getting freedom with spirit. We're getting uh, Fiona with Croc Master. Uh, And so it just really opens it up and and gives us that classic feel. So like Timber is the reason why this sits at number four. Not surprised. I was waiting for that to pop in here. Um, At number three, for me, um, I mentioned earlier is the best face sculpt award. Uh, The ultimate doc Emmett Brown from the original Back to the Future film. Uh, Just a great figure all around. Really enjoy that figure. So number three for me, and this was a huge surprise for me because 
with the Masters of the Universe Origins line, I don't have a lot on there this year. Um, some of my favorite characters actually came out last year in 2020. When I say last year, I'm, I'm referring to, you know, we're talking about 2021 in this show because I do know it's now 2022. <laughs> but a lot of my characters came out then. I had to go back and look and like, Orko was on our list last year. Somehow Trapjaw wasn't on there, but I know I got him last year. Um, but I said I wasn't doing the Lords of Power one, and I, and I haven't for the most part. But when I saw the Merman Lords of Power version, I the first time I passed it up, I was kind of like, man, I really like that figure. <laughs> and so I did end up getting it, and I like it better. I'm going to say this here. I like it better than the, than the regular version of Merman. It just it has so much more detail, and it looks... It looks so much better. So I actually have both of them in my current display. Uh, I'll probably keep them both when I, you know, I'm going to give it a bigger display. I just love this figure. And it was something different because a lot of these are just, they've literally taken it from the original and just modernized it with modern articulation. And this one, they didn't do that. This one, you know, it, it's, it's different version. They did it a Lords of Power five pack, uh, but they did make these a little bit different than even those. So this one surprised me. It's on number three. Love this figure. My favorite Motu Origins figure from last year. Good choice. Uh, to go back to what we talked about earlier, um, for number two for me, it's the Sentinel into the Spider-Verse Miles Morales, just from start to finish. The articulation to the accessories, to the mix of different um, materials to make the figure, um, just the ability to use it any kind of shot you want to take. It's by far, in my opinion, the best 12 scale uh, figure that came out this year. Yeah, no surprise here. My number two is Condor from Action Force. I, I think I already said just about everything you could say about this figure, uh, fantastic figure. Really love it. And my number one, which I just changed on Chris again, just now, um, is because I want to make sure I give some time to this figure because I spent some time more so on my, on the best overall figure I had for myself for purchase. This one, for my opinion, was number one in in my heart as well, which is the Hellboy from Hot Toys as I'm staring at it right now and it's staring me down. Um, just the amount of accessories, the ability to add the Nathan Rama crown. Um, I mentioned the best 12 scale figure at number two because my favorite figure is my best six scale. Um, the ability to add the fire elements all around the figure and within um, um, within uh, Excalibur, um, yes, because Hellboy does wield Excalibur. I know it's a weird combination of different supernatural and fantasy elements going on with Hellboy, uh, but it's just such a, a cool figure. And the figure itself has a metal endoskeleton inside of the seamless body. So the articulation is endless and it's a heavy sucker too. Yeah, I don't think you could go wrong there. You know, I'm glad you got both of your your loves in there, Bill and Ted and Hellboy. <laughs> you know, you know, you talk about being able to look at your 
your figures while you're recording. And I actually have, I'm not in my collection room. If you've been listening to the show since the beginning, uh, about halfway through, uh, I started talking about setting up an office and having like a studio. Well, that is complete. This is the first time I'm recording in, a, in the new office slash studio. And uh, my toy room is a separate room from this. However, there will be some toys in this room. My wife's got a shelf in here with her, my little pony and some other stuff on it. And I'll have some various stuff in here, but I do have where the photo booth sits. My action force figures all set up in here right now. Nice. So I get to look at them. I, you know, while I'm working, um, cause I'm, you know, working, as I've mentioned, I'm working from home, but I get to look at them in here. Eventually they're going to move to my room, but right now they're in here and I get to look at them. So I get to see my swarm trooper with swarm gear pack, which is my number one. I've already talked about this figure. I love it. I can't wait to have a second one to add to the ranks and I get to just, it, it's awesome. And I'm really, really happy to actually have now a dedicated space. Um, that I, that, you know, we could do the show from, but seeing this figure, if I'm having a crappy day at work, I can kind of look over at my figures and be like, ah, that's why I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> Not a picture of his wife, but the figure, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, 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 that's what he's like. This is what I'm working for. I'm working for you, Swarm. I'm working for you. <laughs> <laughs> i'm working i'm working to afford my addiction to plastic <laughs> know, right? oh my gosh no i'm right there with you but you know interesting brian we're going to get into in a minute uh, what we're looking forward to but our next show you know talking of uh, of a plastic addiction the next show we're, we're going to do is is fomo and collecting because that's yeah. a real thing it's a thing and it's come up in conversations between Chris and myself. I've talked about it with other people and other collectors in the past couple of weeks too. And I'm like, oh, really? You should listen to our next episode in February because we're definitely going to be covering that topic <laughs> because it is an extremely relevant topic right now in collecting. There is this fear of missing out or FOMO attitude. Absolutely. to go on right now. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the last two years is, as more people have kind of rushed into the hobby with that disposable income that they haven't been able to spend elsewhere, it's only added to that. Agreed. Agreed. But uh, what are you most looking forward to right now? So right now, I think the one thing that's on my radar more than anything else, because there's a lot I'm looking forward to. And, and my pre-order spreadsheet is healthy. <laughs> I like that. Uh, healthy. Yeah. <laughs> is, is the, the wave from GI Joe that has uh, the Cobra officer storm shadow, and most importantly spirit, which I fully think will be on my list next year. One of my favorite GI Joe characters uh, some people have reported getting them already. Some people have found them at retail sparsely, but I think if I, if I have to go one for the sake of time and to keep it short, it's going to be that wave of GI Joe classified. There's a lot coming that I'm looking forward to. Um, other than that, I'll just say I'm looking forward to continuing getting my room to the way I want it displayed to where I can go in there and actually 
enjoy the collection instead of going in there and being overwhelmed by the collection. I think that's a fair point. I really like that you said that. I'm going to say two things. One thing for six scale and one thing for 12 scale. Um, For 12 scale, I'll say what I'm most looking forward to is going to be the Mezco uh, 12th, uh, 112th collective Wolverine that's coming out in the spring. Um, that's like a definitive steel box set of like every, it's like 10 or 11 Wolverine head sculpts in it, Chris. Um, like it's like the definitive version of Wolverine. <laughs> and I'm excited about that for the 12 scale. Uh, for the six scale, um, what I have on pre-order right now uh, set to release uh, this year um, it's probably got to be uh, Ahsoka um, for me uh, this year, the Ahsoka Tano figure, which should be coming out. It was supposed to come out uh, this month, actually in January, but it got pushed back a couple months. So hopefully um, within February or March, I should be getting the Ahsoka Tano six scale Hot Toys figure. But that that those will be the two I'm most looking forward to. Nice. To kind of put a bow on 2021, this year saw me get my first NECA figure with the Phantom. It saw me get my first, well, pre-order my first Super 7 Ultimates figure. Uh, We kind of talked about that off air. I had some sideshow reward points to spend. Long story short, it was a kind of a finicky process, but I was able to kind of get something I I thought was pretty cool. Uh, There were some firsts in there for me. um, And... You know, there continues to be products just thrown at us from every angle. Um, and I think that's only going to increase. And I think 2021, when I look back at the collecting portion, it was a really good year. I think there was a lot to enjoy. Uh, I think that there's a, you know, trying to focus the collection has been an ongoing challenge since I've opened <laughs> it up from Star Wars. But I think I'm getting there. I think I'm. I'm really kind of honing into what I'm going to collect and what I'm going to put on my shelf. And even within lines, you know, do I need that repaint or do I need that that redo or repack or am I okay with this version, you know, kind of thing. Right. So yeah, good year. Yeah. I think overall it's been a great year too. And, and uh, I'm really looking forward to, uh, probably the most thing I'm looking forward to doing this year with my collection is in uh, my wife and I, we call it our hobby room, which is where um, I'm going to display uh, two different, uh, a street scene and a cartoon diorama with um, TMNT. Um, I'm going to lay those two out. I'm sure you've seen something similar on the backdrop of some of the Fooshcast um, videos. I'm going to do something similar in that room. And I'm also going to have a shelf dedicated to uh, eventually to some Star Wars stuff whenever the drama behind the blockade runner gets figured out um, with that piece Um, and uh, the end game setup. Those are things that I'm hoping to do this year. And uh, the end game setup will be involving me actually trying to get crafty. So I'll definitely be utilizing the help of my artistically talented wife to create some kind of uh, diorama that works with the uh, blown up portion of the Avengers campus 
uh, backdrop for my uh, in-game heroes and uh, my in-game Thanos. But that about does it for uh, this year in 2021. And uh, we look forward to seeing guys next month where we tackle that FOMO attitude we're all dealing with. We'll catch you next time. Well, Brian, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Come back next month to hear us talk toys and collectibles on Thrill of the Hunt, a collector's podcast. Until next time, we wish you good luck on your toy hunt. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this show, we would love a five-star review on iTunes. You can find Thrill of the Hunt, a collector's podcast on Facebook at Thrill of the Hunt Collector Podcast. There you can interact with us and find links to our other social media channels. The thoughts, views, and opinions expressed in this show are those of the hosts and belong solely to them. This podcast is not affiliated with any of the toy companies or licenses mentioned in the show. This show may not be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without express written consent from the host.